Hey everyone, producer Dave here. Uh, check out our other podcasts. We have The Plex, our flagship show, which is a weekly news roundup. We have Local Love, which is interviews with local Bay Area bands. Uh, speaking of local, we also have Down Ballot, which is our Bay Area local news podcast. And we have How the Tech Are You, which is obviously a tech podcast. Enjoy the show. <laughs> I'm white and I've got everything I need. No one clutches their presses when they're in a room alone with me. And I can drive for any neighborhood I please. At any hour, and the police don't do a thing. So if I see a penny on the ground, I leave it alone and fucking flip it. I'm a straight white male in America. I've got everything I need I'm a guy getting paid more than a girl with a degree And I can walk down the streets after dark, no one wants to rape me And I can get a girl pregnant and just as easily flee Just like my straight white male dad did to me a penny on the ground I leave it alone and fucking flip it I'm a straight white male in America I've got all the luck I need I've got a pile of broken mirrors and I'm walking under ladders and I'm spilling tons of salt but to me that doesn't matter cause my skin and my gender and my orientation are the best things to have if you live in this nation I recommend it highly a penny on the ground I leave it alone and fucking flip it I'm a straight white male in America I've got all the luck I need Shit's gonna work out for me Cause I'm a straight white male in America I've got all the luck I need Hey everybody, welcome to the Intellectual Dollar Tree We do the show live every Wednesday at 7pm Pacific right here on Twitch that's twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Also simulcasting other places, but whatever. Um, I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder, and you can support this project by going to echoplexmedia.com slash support. HK is out this week and will be back next Wednesday. So what we have here this week, unfortunately, and I, I do I do mean unfortunately, is uh, we got Bill Maher talking to the trigonometry guys in Bill Maher's Pee Wee's Playhouse ass fucking studio. So uh, without any further ado, here is this week's infuriating content. The left went to places that we all know are goofy. They don't fucking know that much. So don't like make pronouncements like you have a monopoly on the truth. Why does that irritate you, Bill? Because I, I don't like lying. Like you say, we just, we don't want to pretend. Be a little fucking mysterious. <laughs> you know, not everybody has to know your opinion on every fucking issue. Well, that's funny that Bill Maher says that. With on Facebook. It's like me saying that. Just shut the fuck up. Everybody just shut the fuck up. Bill. It's great hey, to see you again. Thanks. Good to see you again. Uh, thank you so much for giving us your time. Listen, we'll get straight into it. I always think of you as, as kind of the classical Hollywood liberal. 
And in the last few years, it may be unfair characterization, but in the last few years, you really broken with the orthodoxy here. You made a joke on your last uh, show when you first came back after writer strike, uh, kind of like about not having any friends in Hollywood. <laughs> Uh, Only because he set me up for it, but yeah. it was perfect at that moment. Yeah, it was funny. Um, I mean, they left me; I didn't leave them. I mean, I, I'm I'm the same. That's the, what yeah, I'm it's, 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 it's a fucking saying. Unfortunately, the only place I really remember it for is uh, I've from is from a Pearl Jam song. But it's like I've changed by not changing at all. Yeah, if you fucking stay in the same place and the world passes you by, everybody that passed you by is going to think you've changed. Mm. It's like. Um, the left went to places that we all know are goofy. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I'm going to, I'm a comedian. I'm going to make fun of funny. You know, mm. if you do. All right. Such as you know, Obama was a scorched earth policy for comedy, you know, which was great. He wasn't a buffoon, <laughs> but I did for the country, bad for comedy. Yeah. Right. But that's not the case now with, you know, I mean, identity politics and victim culture and cancel culture. Yeah, this guy like is just going to put on a fucking demonstration of how he turned into the very thing he used to make fun of. Hostility to free speech. These are all great targets and worthy targets. And I, you know, was always willing to... People, I think, don't remember how much I was always willing to go after it on the left, but there just was less of it. Clinton wasn't an idiot either. I mean, he was, they tried to get him out of office because of a blowjob. Whose side <laughs> was I going to be on? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, it, you know, things changed. I mean, was it Jonathan Haidt? Is he the one who wrote the book? Oh, no, not Jonathan Haidt. Theory, I think he got it right. It was like 2015. It was like Gen Z ascends or something and like, we thought they were. That wasn't Jonathan Hyde's book. <laughs> Jonathan Hyde is one of those race and IQ like guys. Ten times worse. But it's like AI. It was exponential. <laughs> but the problem is, Bill, is that you look on comedy on TV, and with a few exceptions, one in particular being your show, it's got really toothless, and and that's a dangerous place. Well, to I've gotten into trouble talking about this subject before, so I'm going to take a pass on this question. Fair enough. Because uh, I'm friends with. Uh, some of these guys, I certainly am an admirer of some of these mm. guys and their talents. So, um, guys, you know, huh? I do think some I of the comedians. You mean your basic premise is correct <laughs> that there is one that doesn't look anything like the others, but that's partly also because I'm not a celebrity-driven show. I'm not having on sitcom stars and just that's you know what i'm doing here <laughs> for club random more no we i think we have great people here but we don't necessarily talk politics so they're doing club random is a politics you know, show broad vaudevillian shows i'm doing a political show i don't have I hardly ever have a, a celebrity i mean show show business people yes sometimes at the beginning of the show we'll have an iconic you know rod stewart how are you going to say no to that or something but it's you know, that's, but most of the show is a panel with, I mean, you were on it. It's got to be people who are like super smart about what the fuck is going on in the world. That's not what the, that, those, Wait. so some of it is just built in. And then, you know, yeah, I mean, I have different takes on stuff. And, um, you know, this is going to be awful. I tell you, there is a little too much like uniformity of, 
opinion, premise, you know. And, and I think that's one of the main problems with society at the moment, Bill, is that it does seem to be a uniformity of opinion, both on the left and the right, where we oh, shut up, put no, ourselves into tribes and, don't, and are scared because we're in tribes to actually go, hang on, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, okay. I may have told this story before, but like every year I look at writer's packets, mm -hmm. you know, like see who's out there. And it's like, like this last, the, the lack of diversity of point of view. I mean, it's one thing to write the punchline, but like, what is your point of view about a subject? So I think what they had to do was write about the, you know, events of that week, see if they can write a monologue joke. And I think it was the week when uh, Maloney took over in Italy. Italy. Yeah. And it was like uniformly, she's a fascist. <laughs> well, I, what are her politics? Her has fascist roots. I mean, this came up somewhere in conversation. And I said, well, you know, if we go back, you know, the Democrats were the party of slavery. Right. <laughs> you know, Wait, what? Like, what does that have to do with the, what? What does that have to do with the person who got elected to the leadership of Italy? Yeah, but I guess Bill does have a different take on things. It's a, an absurd take, a, a take that involves a, a pretty big non sequitur. A take that ignores a whole lot of history. Everybody's got a past. So I don't know. I said, I don't follow Italian politics closely. I don't follow Italian politics, but you know, it's like, say, it's like, uh, you know, it's like comparing the Democrats to the KKK. I don't follow it, though. Like, I'm just like, like off the get go, going to say, this lady's a fascist. It's all one dimensional, isn't it? And that's what, like, every writer wrote based on the premise like mm. she's a fascist and i was like okay um yeah that that kind of stuff like it just gets in the ether that this is this is the opinion so bill knows nothing about italian politics or this person's policies or how they campaign right but he's like well this is all boring if the premise of the joke is that this person's a fascist bill used to tell hella jokes about racists he would he was bagging on the tea party so much and that's sort of where his fucking like where his brain stopped working he is and we're probably going to get into it. Yeah, we're probably going to hear it. Like his his view on conservatism is probably ends right around the Tea Party or right somewhere in the middle of the Obama administration. Lazy. They don't really, you know, they want to seem knowledgeable but not really know anything. <laughs> but wait, you just said you don't know anything about Italian politics. What if the people in the writers' room do? to do the reading you know what i mean yeah. everybody wants to be the college kid who turns up <laughs> who knows what they're talking about but no one wants to go and read I the mean, books you you see that nowhere more than what's you know israel whenever that now that the war is on um you know they just do not understand the history of this conflict and you know that land and so it's just screaming at each other over, you know, identity politics. Try it's tribalism. Just but there was another. Wait, wait, wait. How is it identity politics? Like, no, this is like the politics of war and conflict, which I think where a lot of people you gained a lot of people's respect. Not that you didn't have it already from mm. many people, but there were a lot of new people, and you've talked about it recently about how there are conservatives now coming to see you live. Yeah, mixed audience is mixed, which is a great place to be. Great. But the, I think part of the reason is that you really made a break with what people thought was your team over COVID. You really made a break with them. Absolutely. But Bill was always an anti-vaxxer. You're right. Um, uh, I was very forthright. I didn't 
hold back with what I thought. I mean, I had already been ca- cast as an anti-vaxxer, but mm. you know, you, Bill is an anti-vaxxer. It's almost impossible to <laughs> to deny that because it's it's very much like uh, the witch. If she floats, she's guilty. You know mm. that thing. Like if I deny, if I say I'm not an anti, well, that's what an anti-vaxxer <laughs> would say. It's just these people. You can't argue with people like that. So. But uh, no, my view has always been pretty much the same. I always made a theme on real time from the beginning, mm. 2003. I remember arguing with Howard Dean, who was a doctor in 2004, about medical, you know, just taking that position of just, I'm not all in with Western medicine. And I think there's a lot of corruption. But the, you know what's really funny is the thing that he calls Western medicine is actually practiced throughout the world. They talk about Western medicine and shit and they go, oh, you know, I'm into like uh, eat some Eastern medicine. And when they say the East, they usually mean like uh, China and um, a lot of Asian countries. The problem is you go to a hospital there and what do they practice? They practice what you would uh, describe as Western medicine. And I think there's just a lot we don't know. Those are my two big ones. It's like, <laughs> is there corruption? Yes. We just found out with the Sackler family, for example, the people who make, mm-hmm. uh, what was it, OxyContin, and hmm. I think they got fined $8 billion. Were people addicted to the vaccine? That's, you know, we, so it's, we know they're capable of being corrupt, you <laughs> yeah. know, for purposely hooking people on their hillbilly heroin, you know, so we, we know they're capable of it. But even when they're not trying to be corrupt, I mean, I don't think they were trying to make a vaccine that then didn't prevent you from getting it. They, of course, wanted that to be the result. Mm-hmm. They came up with a vaccine, I think, that uh, is very appropriate for people who are not in good health. And probably if you have it, you, you would, your life was saved by something that could have killed you. Wait, what? But I don't fit that profile. Mm. So I shouldn't have had that. Wait, yeah. what? I didn't. The vaccine could have killed you? See, like, this is like bullshit. Like, even if you take the VAERS numbers, and those are fucking gamed by anti-vaxxers even if you take those as if those are real the, it's still more dangerous to get covid no matter who you are is that why you spoke up about it because you just felt it was a one-size-fits-all solution? correct it's not mm. scientific it's not even it shouldn't even be a political issue it should be a medical issue it's just medical right All but it's this. it that that's great then you should go to your doctor and listen to your doctor if it's a medical issue and that's fine because like most the contrary to what you would believe by watching youtube and shit the vast majority of the medical community is just like oh yeah you should probably get the vaccine stuff so yeah i mean i'm i've i've certainly lost (laughs) plenty of people (laughs) but i those kind of people were never really gonna be completely happy with me and they never were completely happy with me you know they didn't like me about religion stuff you know? Well, that's because you're, first of all, a lot of the stuff he said about religion was just false. Like, you know, a lot of his stuff in the religious movie about the, the Jesus myth was false. Um, so that's, that, that's one. And two, like a lot of the stuff about religion after, after nine 11, it was mostly about Islam and how it was like a religion of savages or whatever. Him and Sam Harris were like super big on that. But like, like a lot of like progressive people are secular or atheist. But Bill, isn't the problem as well, and you've just alluded to it actually, is you said politics got involved. Now, all three of us sitting here- COVID? Yeah, with COVID, but with everything. Politics gets involved now with everything. Yes. Every decision you make, you just see, like a a perfect example of this, Constant and I were in Amsterdam, 
And we saw, you know, one of these, you know, flamethrowers or flame jugglers, whatever it's called. And before he started his act, a street performer, a street performer. That's it. Before he a flamethrower, you know, a street performer. I thought a flamethrower was like a weapon. Fact, he gave a five-minute political lecture <laughs> about the Dutch right-wing government, and I'm like, and then he started juggling balls. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of his act. Don't knock the hustle, non Oliver. Like, look at look at your act, non Oliver. Your act is to play second fiddle to a guy who put a fucking laugh track in his stand-up routine before he uh, uploaded it to YouTube. This, I still get politics rammed down my throat. I mean, that's right. the problem, isn't it? That is certainly one of the problems. It's uh, a theme also in my stand-up act now. At the end, when I'm uh, talking about how we we can't go the Marjorie Taylor Greene, we need a national divorce route. We can't, we cannot get divorced, even if we want to. It's just not practical, it's stupid. So we have to learn to, yes, get along and just live side by side with assholes you can't stand and, <laughs> you know, and part of that is just not always talking about politics. We, we never used to do that when, when I was a kid, parents and saw their friend, saw them with their friends and, it was almost considered impolite. Yeah. Politics and religion. Mm -hmm. So you didn't know that you hated this guy. <laughs> you know, right? Well, it, it is. Know. It is still. Like, if I go to a dinner party, I'm not like, people ask what I do, and I just tell them that I like uh, stream, that I'm like a podcaster. And people say, what are your podcasts about? And I start to get a little fucking weird about it because I don't want to talk to that fuck. First, fucking, first of all, if I, if I end up, if that person ends up wanting to like talk to me about the issues of the day, then where I'm at, it just feels like work, right? Because now that now I do this for a living and this is work. I enjoy this, but this is work. So if I'm at a dinner party, uh, my parents have a bunch of people over. We go to dinner with some people, like whatever, man. I do not want to talk about any of this shit because, like, I fucking my brain is so scrambled from it. But I guess that's different. It was just your neighbor, and you could, and you got they got along great. And you know, don't share everything. Would be one of my big pieces of advice. Be a little fucking mysterious, you know? <laughs> but Bill, everybody knows everything you believe on every topic, and that's fine. That's you're, you're a pundit. That's fine. Every kid you ever went to school with on Facebook, really? They have to know what you think about ivermectin? <laughs> just shut the fuck up. Everybody just shut the fuck up about politics 24-7, and otherwise we're always going to be this... Because is anybody ever convinced of anything? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, I've changed my mind on a great number of things over the last five or six years. Yes. Softened my positions on things, hardened my positions on other things. Yes. Had people explain things to me in a way that made me rethink things. Yes, this happens. Yes. Well, we can't even, we can't even agree what men and women are anymore. Oh, get so the fuck out of here. Agree with that, about Shut the that. fuck up, non-Oliver. We can agree on something you like Israel, which is a very, very serious, complex issue. Well, you can tell the women from the men in my hut. <laughs> I don't know where you, I don't know what you're doing, man. <laughs> well, we're more progressive. That is progressive. Not, a, not a problem. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, that's. I mean, it's easy to say. That's. Of course, we do. But, um, yeah. I mean, that's one of those issues. But to me, it's always like if we weren't crazy and completely political, like you say, and always partisan about everything we could just agree okay some people are trans so their 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 gender thoughts don't match with their gender equipment 
Of course. And also some of it's trendy. Oh, but that's but that okay. So let's 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 say that's true that there because remember there was a big thing about because Blair White was fucking trying to walk that line for a minute. Remember when she was like, "Well, those people are just trans trenders." But like fucking, why is like Bill Maher's what sixty something? He's like would be retirement age if he had a, a like a, a manual labor job, right? He'd be getting ready to retire. So maybe maybe it's not for a retirement age person to tell a fucking fifteen year old what's going on in their head. Maybe if we just be kind to young people who are working through this, maybe they'll work it out themselves and um, kind and supportive when they ask for it. And maybe stay out of their business when they don't ask for our help. I mean, I'm 40, 40, 46 years old. I'm not going to get in the business. I don't, I don't give it like, it's not that I don't care. It's that it's not in my business. Like about um, trans, uh, trans youth, like teenagers, not in my business. Nobody wants to like get on that obviously true center position i'm not saying it just because it's taking from both sides because it's actually true mm. some of it is trendy and it's also a real thing that should be protected really nobody could like run on that kind of shit there's no well, the, 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 just a little bit of um a little bit of questioning on that actually would make it hard for the person claiming that because i would be like well then who decides who decides when it's trendy and what, what is the harm if somebody through social pressure, even if that's not even the right way to talk about it, but what if somebody through just the way society is starts to question their own gender identity and then they say, ah, maybe I, maybe I'm just cis or whatever. Like what's the harm there? I don't understand. There's no harm. No harm is done. Nobody out there who could like fucking, just take all the issues and kind of do that, the border, you know, like, yes, we need to just not have a one size fits all. And also we're not going to bomb them. <laughs> it's like everyone just goes to what's nuttier. Isn't it weird? Like it's either like trans women are women, doesn't matter if they have a penis <laughs> or on the other hand is like women need to go back in the kitchen. Isn't there some kind of middle? No, actually, actually, Oh no. I just feel like we talk about these issues on this kind of show and all over the news and ever so much. Yeah. And it's just a very small, not that they shouldn't be respected, but it's just a very small. It's, it reminds me of Albert Brooks once said, like. But the thing is, like, he's the. the he lacks the perspective. To like figure out why it's become a like it's it's not that it was never an issue or whatever and that it's not important for the people who are in that community. I mean, I'm part of the LGBTQ plus community and I've always known trans people and gender nonconforming people, even gen people who I would maybe view as having some gender nonconforming traits, even though I I believe them to be cis. Like this has always been a thing, but it's it's that like shitty bigots and um, uh, people actually, if you check the guest list for the trigonometry show, you might find out why everybody's talking about this so much. Now it's because if there's like a cultural movement that is exclusionary and trying to like erase you or trying to discriminate against you, you and people like you, then yeah, you're going to end up talking about it more too, because you have to like organize and, and, and there's a, the, you have to find, you have to have language to tell people to go fuck themselves and whatnot. Like it's, it's not, it's not how he's describing it. This is like a, like a gross sort of fake enlightened centrist take on it. I think the moderate take on this is like, leave these people alone. 
If you don't understand it, that's fine. You don't have to understand everything. Just leave them alone. Leave them alone and be be kind and respectful when you run into people who you, whose gender you don't understand. That's the moderate position. The moderate position isn't like, well, we need to sort out the fucking wheat from the chaff and figure out who's a trendy person. And then then the people, everybody's talking too much about it. And like, get it, get the fuck out of here. TV, it's like every show is about a private detective. If you look in the, you look in the phone book, yeah. there's, two, <laughs> there's only two real private detectives. I know what you mean. And I get frustrated talking about some of the stuff because a lot of it isn't that interesting. It really isn't. A lot of these things. You mean the, the, trans, the trans thing, right. all this other stuff. Because as you not, said, look at this guy's guest. Look at this guy's guest list of his show. He's like, oh, this isn't that interesting. Then, then why is like every third or every other episode of trigonometry about this exact issue, Constantine? If you if you don't think it's that interesting, then why is this basically like the the maybe possibly the most common thing on your show? If it's not the most common thing, it's second only to like weird shit about race. We all know what the fucking truth is, mm. right? And all of these political posturing positions are uh, are insane. However, well, what is the truth then, Constantine? What is that? We all know what the truth is. What's the truth? Think that you know the idea of truth is really important. Very. And so, <laughs> what bothers me is people making me pretend right that things that that are right. blatantly false right are not. Like the emperor's naked That's, and he's got his dick out. No, you said it very well, making me pretend. That's what, like a lot of the people who watch shows like yours and mine mm -hmm. uh, like about what we do is it's just that protestation. We don't make me pretend. Like there's just a lot of pretending. Pretend what? The far left woke people are so intimidating. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they, they have crazy, stupid ideas about a lot of stuff. Like what? But they're really good at media. Mm -hmm. And people are just intimidated that the mean girls of Twitter <laughs> will destroy you. So you can just be really out there with whatever you say, woke-wise. But, but like what? Like, I, like this is all like, they talk about this in the abstract, right? Like, I think that there's stuff where um, what they call identity politics goes too far. And it's, it's, but it's not like, it's not like in the mainstream. It's not powerful. It's people who get too passionate about issues and uh, they, their blinders get put on and they like maybe stop even trying to figure out why people disagree with them or don't even accept that people disagree with them. Like fucking what Constantine just said right there. I think that's a prime example of one of the problems in our discourse. Is that Constantine just said, well, we all know the truth. Some people are just pretending. And it's like, well, that's, you're really taking away the agency of people who disagree with you when you say shit like that. I don't actually, I don't believe that people who say that they disagree with me actually agree with me and are just disagreeing with me to put on a fucking show or something. And that's, that's a real, that requires a lot of assumptions. And you almost have to, you almost have to like tell people that you're reading everyone's mind if you say that. No, like people that don't agree with you don't agree with you. And if people while out a little bit and they're just passionate about the issue, they're not media trained, it's probably those two, a combination of the two. No, uh, a passion about an issue and no media training or no experience in like organizing or, you know, in political action. So you're just looking at like some, like a random person who's passionate about something, maybe doesn't even have all the information that they're looking for. This is not what drives the discourse who know better will just, nah, just gonna let that one pass 
too dangerous, you know? <laughs> and so that's how you get a lot of the stuff that, like you say, we just, we don't want to pretend. No. I, I mean, I don't want to pretend that, I mean, women uh, and men in sports or anything comparable. I mean, if, if which sport? Worst NBA team played the best WNBA <laughs> team. The score would be a million to zero. It would not. They would. It would not be a million to zero. He's exaggerating, but <clears throat> it would probably be closer than he thinks it would be. Basketball is actually one of those sports where raw physical strength doesn't matter that much. It's like a te- it's like a sport of teamwork and precision and speed. Oh, insult to women is just the way it is. Yeah, and to make yeah, like I also wonder like I bet we could find uh, I bet we could find before uh, this this sports issue became a big thing I bet we could find these people maybe not Bill so much because Bill generally has not been very sexist in his like in in his rhetoric but i bet if these two were doing stand-up comedy which they claim they were doing for a long time before they started trigonometry don't don't worry about the fact that you can't really find any record of them having been part of any uh comedy scene in london uh during the age of the internet where everything is recorded but if they were i bet you could have found them making jokes about women's sports tend why does that irritate you bill because i I don't like lying well, see, I, was, I, just don't, I just don't bullshit me. You can, I, I have tons of friends on both sides, even far woke, far Trump, whatever. Mm. As long as you're sincere, mm. but don't fucking lie to me. Yeah. And, okay. So my take, and people actually don't always like my take on this. And I think, again, I think I have the moderate take. I think that the uh, governing bodies for women's sports should be the ones deciding these issues. And it's really not, it's, I don't, I'm ignorant. I don't have the information. I'm not a fan of women's sports. I don't watch much women's sports and um, that's it. I think the governing bodies for the, and this is like at the tippy top of this fucking sports shit too. Most people that play sports are like, they, they do it for fun, right? Like most, like, I don't know. There's gotta be people that hang out in my chat. who like to go shoot hoops, play basketball, go play catch. Maybe play flag football with their friends or something. So, like, we're 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 talking we're talking about like the fucking pinnacle of sports. We're not, and I got to tell you, you're like local high school uh, teams. Those are not the pinnacle of sports, right? We're not at the fucking tip tippy top of the sports or whatever there. And so, like, I don't know, just let people play fucking sports, man. And then at the very top, let the governing bodies for the fucking for the fucking like. For like the NBA, the WNBA, let the Olympic Committee decide. Let let the they're gonna fucking get it wrong. They're gonna get it right. Who fucking knows? But let them do it. That's their job, not mine. And oh. you know the other thing as well, Bill. That I I feel it a lot is just fucking leave me alone. You know, we, and that not Oliver. That nobody, nobody 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 even really knows you're there. I f- keep forgetting your name, non Oliver. I know his first name is Francis, but I keep forgetting his last name with covid where it just felt that it just it was almost a reason for the government to stick their little finger into your life and also incentivize other people to do it as well well. i think that i think a lot of people in government and the medical community it's they sincerely believe they're doing the right thing Mm -hmm. so these are two separate um entities the government and the medical community some crossover when it comes to public health but a lot of public health officials are not 
uh, medical professionals. They rely on their team. Um, so these are not like these groups are sometimes the government and even during COVID, sometimes the government and the medical community were at odds with one another. You know, safetyism. They, they see safety, which is the short term good of lockdowns and masks and mandates. Bill, you lived in Los Angeles. You were never locked down. I lived during most, during the height of the pandemic, I lived in Campbell, California, one of them 15 minute cities people bitch about. It just happens to be one of those. I went outside every day. I probably went out and fucking did more shit outside during the height of like the, 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 um, they were calling it a, was a, at first it was shelter in place, but then it was, a, um, I forget what it was. But anyway, during all that, I probably went out and did more shit than I like out, outdoors stuff than I do now. It's and all that kind of stuff. I mean, first of all, they're, they may not be right about the efficacy of the vaccine, but are, how do you wait? What do you mean? Right about the, the who's they, which yeah, that the, every they they, as he says, uh, were pretty dead on about how well the vaccine worked, at least on the first variant. It could have been a little more clear about some things about how they're like, Oh, it stops the transmission. Well, it reduced the transmission. I know they meant stops. I know they meant reduced and you know, you, you, like whatever, but you're, you, I've, we've beaten, we've, beaten this we've beaten this horse to death I'm, I'm sick of talking about this stuff as far as safety they think they're doing the right thing mm -hmm. but they're but they're in the system you know it's just it's that kind of thing where do you really know you're you slowly just fall into the group think of okay this is how we handle the problem mm -hmm. lockdown vaccine bill maher was never locked the, down vaccines you know, are, are, are to me a, a tool that I'm very glad we have, but I should get to pick whether I want or not based on the pathogen and my situation. And there could be something that comes along where I would be the first online. Yeah. Vaccines generally work. Yeah. Mm. You know. I, I, Bill, I want but to I just, back. again, this one worked. Uh, the the boosters work this is the he's they keep nirvana fallacying this a tylenol tends to work for a headache oh it didn't get rid of your headache this one time well maybe your headache was not just maybe your headache was um, a muscle cramp in the back of your neck and it felt like a headache so the tylenol you know it sort of reduced the pain but it didn't didn't re re relieve the um you know the cramp in the muscle in the back of your neck the, the, they just nirvana fallacy this it, and that's one of the and that's how you know that's one of the main anti-vaxxer things is they're like well it's not perfect and it's like well no medical intervention is perfect and there's zero medical interventions that have a uh, zero rate of side effect like the, what other medical intervention do people even apply this standard to back to this conversation about lying because it's inter interesting to me i really respect your work as uh, mm. one of the reasons is i've always been more interested in satire than comedy and you, at your best, I think, are satirical in that you are talking about political issues. You're making fun of both sides very often. Uh, and I think that really is the job of people like you, is is to, to point out where... Well, the, it certainly isn't you or non-Oliver's job. ...the hypocrisies are, where the lack yeah. of truth is, etc. Mm. But not many people are now doing that with comedy, it feels like. Well, they do it on one side, They but they they pause when it comes down to saying something that's going to make their completely liberal audience 
disapprove. Mm. You know, they take the path of least resistance when it comes to stuff on the left that is worthy of making fun of because the audience doesn't want to hear that. Mm. Um, or they really believe it. I mean, I, but they, it's more by omission, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, they'll do Biden jokes about his age or something mm. like that, which is fairly anodyne, but you never really um, are in question about what the take, you know, what the, the point of view is. That's the that's the that's the point. But the point of view, yeah, it's so important, and it's so important that the point of view is not boring. That the point of view is not the same as everybody mm. else's point of view. My, my friend calls it. Let me guess, politics. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's you know? brilliant, and it let me guess, yeah. and and it's always, and um, I'm not ever let me guess. That's yeah. so uninteresting, isn't yeah. it? And they just won't. Like I remember there was this. Um, about two years ago, a shooter, some nut, mass mm. shooting in, I think, Atlanta, and he he killed a bunch of Asian people mm. because they ran massage parlors. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this case? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I read the stories, and it was clear by the end of the week, and I said on the air, it, it's not what the media is saying, that it was, he wasn't mad at Asians. He was mad at people who were jerking him off. Because he was a Christian. Everybody in his life said it. The FBI said it. And the other... But it's not like one or the other. Like, that, that doesn't have to just be one thing. Like, uh, my take on that, with the, the thing he was talking about, it happened in Atlanta. The guy did go after a bunch of happy ending, or alleged happy ending massage parlors. I think a lot of it was like fucking... He was like basically an MRA. He was like traditional religious sort of, but it was it, like when, the, when his stuff from um, social media came out, what I saw was the men's rights movement. People would not move off this narrative. Hmm. And that's the difference between truth and narrative. It's like the narrative is, you know, it's part of this giant anti-Asian crime wave. <laughs> um, and I'm sure there is... I mean, he's sort of right there, but he's, and he's, he's almost there, but it's because he, his, <clears throat> this guy's sort of <sighs> the way in which I guess my take on this is that people, a lot of people actually sort of missed Gamergate because it was called Gamergate. They sort of assumed it was happening over there, like in like gamer space and that it had nothing to do with like regular people in the real world, but we live in a Gamergate world. Like that shit was huge that shit like it was the weaponization of uh, a previously basically failed men's rights movement and if if your analysis of basically anything after 2014 lacks any mention of gamergate and the 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 spill out from that and all the miniature like micro celebrities that are created were created from that then you're like missing just a big part of what's going on in culture and what people call the culture war that are you know committed against asians as they are against other peoples and we should stop them all but this was not one of them mm. <laughs> they just 
you know, they just shove this fucking thing, you know, hold it, just get in there, get the fuck, and it's like. I mean, I, I guess I, for the, the substance of this, I agree with. The guy hated women. Closing a suitcase and they get, and I, I hate that shit. I think we all do because what it puts us in, Bill, is in a really problem is if, if Constantine here, um, laugh track Constantine and non Oliver were to kind of grapple with the, the, the sexism that was going on in that shooting, then they'd have to sort of grapple with their guest list. Cause there's a lot of fucking, um, a lot of fucking Gamergate burnouts in their fucking rotation of guests too. Shit. Well, we stopped believing what we've been told in the news and newspapers. And once that happens, you, you're in a, like I said, you're in a really dangerous situation because people go, this is all fake, this is all fake. So when the next pandemic comes along, for example, as it will do, or there's some other type of emergency, you're just going to get whole swathes of people going, I don't believe any of this. Well, the CDC has already lost a lot of credibility. I mean, they, in I what way? Like in, in overreacting when they didn't have all the information and then generally with, with when new information came along, publishing the new information, you know, a lot of these people, I feel like they feel, they think that they're, that, that, that these large organizations need to apologize to them individually when they make the wrong call, when they overreach a little too much, especially like if you remember nobody remember when uh the the because they're back at the fucking covid thing remember when it first started people were like washing down surfaces there were people who were like leaving their amazon or taking using pack uh, uh gloves to get their amazon packages and then taking them maybe to their backyard or their back porch leaving them there for a day or two before they opened them because they were fucking probably just racist against the chinese because the fucking products were made in china um and like we didn't know we didn't know shit when it first started and we figured out it wasn't really transferred on surfaces. So you stop seeing people wearing gloves at the fucking store. Like, okay. They all did when, you know, people lived through it. So they remember, oh, yeah. I remember washing the mail for six months for no fucking reason. Nobody washed the mail. <laughs> you know. And it wasn't for washing. six months. It was actually very, from the time that it was like identified that there was a, a virus that was likely going to be a fucking problem to the time that it was discovered. It was, we figured out and we, I just mean like until the time that it was determined with a pretty high level of accuracy that it was primarily airborne. That was a few weeks, it's like a month, not six months, but I guess it depends on where you put place the start of the, um, of the pandemic or whatever I place it at the first, like, and I live in, I lived in the County probably that had the first stay at home order, Santa Clara County. And when I, when that's that, that stay at home, a suggestion, actually, it wasn't even an order came out. That's sort of where I placed the beginning of my pandemic experience. And it wasn't very long after that, that it was found out that it is airborne, almost exclusively airborne. Ding the mail. Really? <laughs> so, Again, my big theme, they don't fucking know that much. Mm. So don't like make pronouncements like you have a monopoly on the truth. It's, it's so anti-science that people are like, follow the science. <laughs> can be so anti-science. <laughs> Wait, but he just did a Jim Brewer. Did you see he just did a Jim Brewer impression and it absolutely has a non-Oliver in stitches over there. It's so true. Yeah. That's it's so true. 
And Bill, did you see this coming? Because I remember old COVID. Uh, no, no. <laughs> well, Mate, not. he was there. He was there in he was China. There in the lab. Just I did yeah. not see it coming. No, I don't mean this. I mean the culture. I mean where we are now as a society. No, because. But I do remember your stand-up from way back when talking about how we now prioritize feelings over truth yes, and all right. of this stuff. No, I mean, my first show was called Politically Incorrect. Right. Yeah. That was 30 years ago. Right. Yeah. I definitely recognized it as political correctness, which yeah. I always, I was asked a lot because I named the show that. It was like, what does that mean to you? You know, the elevation of sensitivity over truth, I think, was one of my big answers. <laughs> um, and just the opposite of you know, when someone is political, it means they're full of shit, usually. Yeah. You know, Wait, but political. aren't you, you're a political commentator, and these guys, I don't know what these guys are, uh, they claim to have been comedians. Politically incorrect, was, let's just say what it is. So I did see that it was a problem 30 years ago. Yeah. It but just it, got worse. I mean, I tried to... Put a stake in its heart, and obviously, especially with the internet, yeah, but yeah. also the generations. I mean, we just keep kids these days. Each generation is more fragile. Yeah, if you can believe it, they said that about my generation. Yeah. Yep. From the World War II, people were like these boomer kids are <laughs> so spoiled. Yeah, but Bill, now you're. You, does he not see what he's doing? He's just becoming the thing that he used to hate. Maybe he has fully become the thing that he used to make fun of. Why they? We don't have. We don't even beat them every night. You know, when I think of like how idyllic I think my childhood was, but also like so different than kids today, and yeah. not coddled nearly as much. No, but you know what I was thinking about political correctness thirty years ago. It wasn't really the same people doing it. Like my heroes growing up, it was. George Carlin and Billy. Oh, I, I don't, I, you know, never know what would have happened, but uh, George Carlin had some things to say about the conversation that they're having right now. <clears throat> he was asked about this very stuff, and he just said, one of, the thing, one of the things he said that I really liked was he said something about, like, uh, I don't have the right for people to think I'm funny, which was really good. But he also said that, like, listen, you know, if your jokes are just going after people who have been, like, historically, um, historically belittled people who have been discriminated against then you're just being a jerk and i don't know the exact words maybe if we can find that for the post game because what he said about it was real smart and i think he said something funny during it too he managed to make he managed to crack a couple jokes while he was saying it Excellent. george carlin would uh, in, unless he changed a bunch he would have not i don't think he would have liked these people at all and you were also talking about religion because yeah. it was the Christian right, mm -hmm. right who wanted to shut people like you down. Oh yeah, they wanted you not to be able to joke about religion. No, that's and and now it isn't them really leading the charge. I know they exist. I know they're out there. I know they don't mm -hmm. like you joking about religion, but they're not the driving force behind political correctness in 2023. Would you? Agree no, with that? of course. That's an, again here. But this again, this is like taking away like the. The religious right is ascendant in the United States right now. I don't know about in the UK, but I think it might it, that might be true too. Although in the UK, it's more of a UK has always been a little more secular. At least in modern times, has been a little more secular. Like the Church of England ain't even really you know it's not really that um that godly or whatever. But yeah, the religious right is ascendant right now. 
maybe not um, demographically, but politically, they're ascend that they're they're making huge gains. That's my fucking defense when people are like, "Well, you changed." No, they changed. Mm. No, you changed. That's a combination. It's a combination of uh, him changing by not changing at all, and him just changing. He used to make fun of homophobes and people who didn't like trans people. He used to make fun of the idea of reverse racism. He used to make fun of some of the shit that they're bitching about in this right here. In every issue I could do that with. We're like, mm. this is old school liberal and this is woke. Like, I noticed we uh, have completely given up on the idea <laughs> that the thing to do if you're overweight <laughs> is diet and exercise. <laughs> which was like... Wait, have we given up on that idea? Or have we given up on... Like, the thing that people are saying is that, like, we shouldn't be shitty to fat people. It's not that the healthy, the healthy way to live is to eat right and exercise has been like, nobody... That people don't believe. Yeah, it's, everybody knows that it's better to eat right and exercise than to not eat right and not exercise. Get the fuck out of here. It's just that, like, it's just that it's become less socially acceptable to just be really rude to people because they're fat. I mean, it was Michelle Obama. Yeah. Michelle Obama was, we loved her for that. She took the perfect message, first lady. Now that's like, I mean, you never read in the New York Times that, like, the, no, 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 it's just a fact we don't, we don't know really why. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they're kind of... The well, there are many factors, actually, that go into someone's weight, not just diet and exercise, but nobody's saying that you shouldn't eat a well-balanced diet and exercise, that you shouldn't do that. They're just saying that that doesn't mean you're going to be thin or that you're going to be thin. Like this is, he said, he was saying, oh, people are ignoring the science, ignoring the science. Maybe you should listen to the scientists on this, the people who are studying these, these matters. Page, but we have Ozempic, you know, and, you know, once again, it's a pharmaceutical solution. I'm not saying that's a giant conspiracy. I'm saying drug makers are not in the business of healing humanity. They're in the business of selling drugs. They do it by healing humanity a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we have pharmaceutical companies. I mean, you know, we need their shit sometimes, and they've done a lot of great things, but they want to sell drugs. Ooh, ooh, did, ooh he just touched his hair when he said they did, they did a lot of great things. Do you think he got his hair back through uh, pharmaceuticals? I don't care. My hair's falling out. No shame weight, in it. They'll sell it to you, and they're not. Are they sure about side effects or what the real health for repercussions? I don't think we were kind of like, eh. I mean, they don't know why it works. You know that? No. Ooh, this is what Scientology says about almost any uh, mental health drug, actually, is that they don't, that the mechanism by which it works is not known. I bet that, I bet that this is like a half truth, right? I bet this is like a, yeah, a half truth, not a full truth. No idea how, why it works. They know that it works, not why, not a clue. So wouldn't that give you pause? It would do, yeah. Okay, so again, like, this is where liberalism was 10 years ago, and mm. this is where it is now. Wait, this has nothing to wait. What? That's not liberal. What this is that, that, what? No, that's where Scientology was 10 years ago. And that's where Scientology is now. Do you think sometimes the problem is, is what every time that we come to America, it's uh, that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that is actually the problem that they go to America. But it's a, it's a culture built around consumerism and ease, making everything as easy as possible. 
and comfort. So is yours. Yeah, I'm not, well, have you ever experienced that? As they talk about from a fucking room Bill had custom built at his big ass house in fucking probably Hollywood. <laughs> it's not about <laughs> well, furniture. It doesn't look very comfortable. No, but uh, but do you mean, see what I mean? About England? No, about the uh, US. Oh. It's that everything <laughs> is about making things as easy as possible. And if you do yeah, that. But I think that's a lot of countries now. Yeah. Because, I mean, England became America. Yeah, we yeah. import your I mean, I remember being in England the <clears throat> first time <clears throat> in the 80s, and it was very different. Yeah. Well, but so was America in the 80s. Very everywhere was very different in the 80s. You showed somebody a fucking, uh, like an iPhone in the 80s. Depending on where you were, they might have burned you as a witch. They might have brought back the witch trials if you showed them an iPhone. How so? Well, first of all, London was like all white. Yeah. Yeah. It was. You know. Oh, no. Can we just celebrate that victory that we made a place more diverse and not. You know, like, <laughs> oh, well, at least he had the okay. Okay, at least he said the right thing there. He's like, could we at least celebrate that London is more diverse? But he's gonna go the other way. He's getting all out. It's too diverse, and there's too much fucking curry, too many fucking too many packy shops. Never get a pat on the back. No. The people who like achieve, I feel like in that area, there's only like there's more to do. Of course, there's more to do. <laughs> but can we just get a little? Hey, I think I, I think I read an Andrew Sullivan's. Uh oh, oh no! You read an Andrew Sullivan's? Was was that a piece about phrenology? Was he like, well, now everybody's skull's starting to be the right shape? London went from like thirty six percent to like eighty six percent people of color, or something like that. No, maybe that's too mm. hard. But some, it's, something it's a majority like, like a fifty, yeah. like a fifty yeah. point yeah. swing, fifty points yeah. in. Two generations, three generations. So when they say majority minority, that's a thing that doesn't make any sense. What they mean is that London is much like uh, where I lived in San Jose, and I think even where I live now, the city I live in, is there is no majority race. It is there is a plurality, and I think where I live now, the plurality is probably white folks. I think San Jose it may still be, but it may the plurality in San Jose may be uh, uh, Latinx folks. And um, I think in London, I think I don't know, I, I may still be plurality white, but that when they say majority minority. They, that's stupid. What they mean is that there's no majority group. And that's fine. No group that is 50% plus one. No racial group. That's fine. That's a fully integrated city. Okay, that's progress. I, I'm not a bad person to, like, clap for progress. Uh, but but that is but that is an issue. That is a real issue, Bill. When people because people never want to admit how when things are going well, and if you only start going, oh, everything's terrible, then well, you start convincing everybody else that everything's terrible when it's not. I, I mean, it's all vibes based. I feel like this is something that divides the two parties. Mm -hmm. I feel like Republicans are too like peppy about America mm -hmm. and very sentimental about America. Mm -hmm. Well, and a lot of times they're like sentimental about a past that didn't really exist. Think things are better, you know, like racially. I think they're they're racial. They're, they're they they're in denial about racism, which is still a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the left is like over exaggerating it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they're so down on America. 
And it's, by the way, something immigrants don't like about the left. I, I like, hate that about them. Right, Wait, how do you know that? That if the immigrants don't like that about the left, why is it when people become naturalized from other countries, Bill, why do they tend to vote for Democrats? <laughs> and why do Republicans hate that? Why do, is that why, why do Republicans hate immigration? They hate it, first of all, because those people are brown, they're not white. But they also hate it because they see, they see a shift. Immigrants and the first generation after them lean so, so hard toward the Democratic Party that the Republican Party, that's one of the reasons they hate immigration. I mean, they, they also have like more uh, base, base reasons for it, more um, deep down inside tribalistic, fearful reasons for it. But the policymakers, the, the, the people who are looking at like kind of trying to project the future of politics, they hate it because when people move here, they don't like no Republicans. The Republicans are racist. With a that you people who work so hard to get here, and then mm. all you do is hear what a shithole it is, and also it's just again factually wrong because yeah. we 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 can know what's going on in other countries, and again these people who do not know things like this, but it does not in the least deter them from tweeting and talking and saying things. And but I mean, Bill I just said a little funny. while ago that he was able to tell everybody that their jokes about. Uh, Italy were dumb because of the premise of the joke. And then he, then he was like, but I don't know anything about Italy. I don't know anything about their politics. Videos where they, you know, men on the street with, you know, 20 year old kids and like, I'd like to live anywhere, but here <clears throat> really, what do you know about Somalia? <laughs> what do you know about uh, Karachi, Pakistan? Is that, is, would that, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I see this porn star is, uh, was be very pro-Palestine. Yeah. 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 And uh, try practicing porn in Gaza. Mm. Mm. But we, my... that's the thing is like, there's a bit of an information vacuum on this and this is this whole shit that they do all the time. I'm, I'm going to fucking talk about this all the time. When I talk about, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't like this. Uh, <clears throat> I don't like, you know, I can just, just generically say, Hey, I don't like this, uh, you know, bigotry against uh, middle Eastern people and people that you might believe are is Islamic or a Muslim, regardless of their religion. Right. You just, just, people just assume they're Muslim because they're from the middle East. Some of those people are Sikh. Some of those people are actually from India and are Hindu. How some of those people are fucking Christian, but they just take a look at that person. They got the Muslim or whatever. And, you know, I would just say something like, oh, you know, I don't really care. You know, I'm not really bigoted against them. And I don't think you should be either. I think you're an asshole. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, they throw fucking gay people off of buildings in Saudi Arabia or whatever. And I'm like, motherfucker, I don't live in Saudi Arabia. And if they th if they if they do throw buildings, people off buildings in Saudi Arabia, well, that's bad. But um, that doesn't mean I should be shitty to somebody who lives down the street from me. Have you got queers for Palestine? Yeah. <laughs> the, the yeah. Brilliant. Was yeah. that on a T-shirt? It was. A, it was a flag. There were. There was a bunch of people right. holding up a flag saying "Queers for Palestine." I think I've seen that. But like, yes, I don't know. I don't know what 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 the average Palestinian thinks of gay people. Do you? Do we have any information on that? Is there any polling? I think maybe as the bombs are falling on you, you you don't you're not really so worried about who your neighbor's fucking. I don't know. I don't know what it's like. On a T-shirt. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, try walking down the street with that. Mm. And, uh, I could name a lot of places in the yeah. world. Do you think we're victims of our own success in the West? Yes. We're so comfortable. Exactly. So wealthy. That's so, what it is. So, but also, like, try being trans in certain places in the South. 
or in certain places in Britain? I mean, Francis makes this point. Absolutely. Always. It's a great point. The, the biggest privilege any of us enjoys first world privilege. That's the privilege. Yeah, I say very similar things about the, the, the people who just go on and on about privilege um, don't realize that they're always being propped up by the privilege of being impractical, Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> loose thinking mm. and you're just like head in the clouds which is a great privilege to be right yeah. but that's ironic it yeah. is we'll be back with our guest in a minute but first fuck your commercial don't ever ever send any money to anybody on give send go are you hopeful for america bill well <laughs> I ain't going anywhere, so yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I am. I, no. I, I am what like, about Mogadishu? This motherfucker lives in Ho- in, uh, in Hollywood. He's he fine. He probably lives in like a gated community on the hill. I'm amazed a little bit. <laughs> I am amazed a little bit that we take. Man, this country. We we take a licking and we <laughs> keep. Kill me. We keep on fucking ticking. <laughs> Wait, when was the last time we took a licking? I can only think of two times we took any kind of licking. Uh, Pearl Harbor and uh, 9-11. We ain't taking no kind of licking. Somebody in the chat mentioned Vietnam. Yeah, but Vietnam happened over there. Right, we didn't take no licking here. Really? We keep, we keep on ticking. I mean, yeah. I thought the pandemic with that kind of spending and keeping people home would take us down? No. Trump. I can't believe we survived Trump. <laughs> Are you guys Trumpers? No. Nope. Nope. No. Okay. However, I will ask you this because it's interesting to me. I did not like him. His personality is obnoxious. I didn't like it. Among other things, yes. But this is what I want to ask you, right? Because I don't know too much enough about American politics to say whether his policies were good. For really? Me. I don't, honestly. Oh, please. I don't. What are you, why are you suddenly pleading ignorance <laughs> on this? You, this is what you do. No, hold on. What, but Bill, you, oh, well, whatever. Bill thinks he knows everything. And that's actually, Bill, that's actually a decent question from Bill. He's like, what do you mean you don't know? Well, let's break it down, right? So... Was his policy on the border better or worse than Joe Biden? Looks like it's the same now. Right. Biden's building the wall. At least he was trying, right? I mean, Biden's just letting people in like crazy. Right? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I never thought a wall was a terribly practical solution because people have thought of it before, and there's just a lot of like things you obviously he couldn't get through. Obviously, he couldn't get it through. So that's how hard it is. You know, it's private land, or you just can't build a unporous border. <laughs> Look, if the Republicans were serious about wanting to stop immigration, what they would do is they would crack down on the hiring. But they don't want to because they want the cheap labor. So they want to pretend that they are stopping people from coming in and they don't like people coming in, but they like it. Drives down wages, <coughs> and they could do that. You could you could crack down on that end of it. Okay. But that doesn't happen. Nobody's okay. going through the kitchen and yelling, immigration! <laughs> From my perspective, it doesn't seem like Biden is better than Trump on that. When I look at the international situation, I mean, the, the American respect for America is breaking down around the world. That's why you see all these conflicts. Well, they say that every year. <clears throat> well, we see I mean, more conflicts every year. Are you kidding? We're no, f- again, uh, th- th- this is stuff where... This is stuff where 
this is stuff where I am going to tend to agree with Bill. No matter who the president is, they're like, oh, you're making us a laughing stock all over the world. It's just a political talking point that one party will use against the other. But I will say that uh, other world leaders, they hated Donald Trump. Hated him. They loved Barack Obama. And they hated Donald Trump. Kicking ass. We came back better from the pandemic economically than any other big boy country. Mm. I don't know how we do it, but, but if you look at like the stock market from like 1990 to now, like if you had your money in American mm. yeah. stocks, like three, four times That's better economics. than anywhere else. I'm talking about... No, whoa, no, whoa, no, wait, no. wait, 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 but this is like, okay, so the problem is that <clears throat> he's probably talking about the S&P 500. And there's a there's a, a bit of a sampling error there. What is that survivorship bias? I think I would call it. It's like economic survivorship bias. It depends on where you put your fucking money, because a lot of people lost everything in uh, between like basically 1997 and 2001 because of the crash of uh, Silicon Valley. A lot of people lost everything in between 2007 and 2009 because of the the economic crash uh, caused by the like realist caused by the real estate uh business and so like a lot of those if you're if a lot of those companies are no longer in the stock market because they don't exist it matters I no, mean, of course it matters you know yeah. no you're right i mean the dollar mm -hmm. is nobody's really <clears throat> even pretending that they could like replace the dollar or would want to <clears throat> I mean, with our kind of debt, I, would say, I mean, at, at some point, is some of this going to come crashing down? It absolutely could. Well, a lot of it did come crashing down. It's just that when you look at the S&P 500, the companies that came crashing down aren't on there anymore. I don't know. Like, we just keep on ticking. I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm surprised that with all the shit going on, but America's a great country, but what I'm trying to get out of it, <laughs> it is, it is a great country. No, I'm not Mr. Rah-Rah, I'm just saying, okay. these are the facts, the biggest, like, five biggest tech companies yeah. in the world, I think, are all American. Of I course. mean, yeah, yeah. Now China has, a, 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 you know, some things that we don't, but our military is still, like, there's nobody even close. I'm, I couldn't agree yeah. with you more. I'm just saying, so. Mm. I'm Team America. I yeah. am. No, this isn't about bragging about America. This is just factually like where we mm -hmm. are. Let's not be, 100%. let's not have the wrong idea in our head about where our exact place in the world is. Um, we're, we're, we're taking on water, but for some reason we're not sinking. I'm just trying to get to the question, which is, you said something, which is very interesting to me. You're a smart guy, you're a nuanced thinker, but you said we survived Trump and that surprised totally. me. Totally. What is it? I'm not surprised that like, so that's the ability like, catastrophize too much about Donald Trump. <clears throat> I think that the, what, what people refer to as the deep state made it impossible, made it impossible for him to destroy the country. It makes it impossible for anybody to do it in four years, probably in eight too. And it's a good thing we have an eight year term limit on presidents. So give people because he's crazy. First of all, he's stupid and he's crazy. Is I always he make stupid, these Bill? so he can't. Be he thought stupid. Frederick Douglass was alive. Are you kidding? <laughs> yes, he's stupid. He has a a Hitlerian uh, ability to move crowds. Okay. Of, yeah. Often with the same sort of thoughts about yeah the Hitler stuff. I don't like either the, the soil and you know, <laughs> all this shit. Obviously, he never went. Where Hitler went, he's, I'm not comparing him with Hitler in that way, 
but just as an insane, but that also made him genius politician mm -hmm. okay. who can move people and just owns fucking people, just mm -hmm. like owns them. Mm -hmm. And that's his talent. But is he stupid? Yes. And he's fucking crazy. But, but on those two things in Congress so that you've just that he, said, that yeah. he's a politician of genius and he's stupid. Politician. Yeah, of genius. But Polit he, yes. But, but yeah, but that's that, the only genius he is. Politically, he's a genius. Yeah. Politi because he doesn't even think about it. It just comes out of his id. And that works for people. Mm. They, mm. Even though he's the most full of shit guy, he also is like the most honest. Mm -hmm. Like when he says shithole countries, like lots of immigrants are like, yeah. That's exactly where I came from. Why do you think I fucking walked a thousand miles to get here? <laughs> because I was in a shithole. And this like this is this a, this is a historical. Um, <clears throat> a lot of these, a lot of these countries are in like not all of their problems, honestly, but a lot of these countries suffer from the wrath of the CIA. <laughs> like CIA uh, South America, CIA did a number on South America, and it's not like it's not like because it slowed down to some extent after the turn of the century it's not like the 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 ramifications of that aren't still in effect today this guy doesn't mince words and because he almost yeah he can't help himself he he reveals himself that's it's it's insanity photographs what can i tell you so he's he's mesmerizing to the media too mm -hmm. um so he gets all that coverage. But yes, am I surprised we survived? A, and we really haven't yet, because he mm -hmm. still hasn't conceded that election. Well, that's why I'm yeah. just the Just the idea of a guy who doesn't concede elections, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. Oh, but you the can... idea of like a sore loser is nothing new. Like the idea that, that, that somebody's like, oh, I only lost because, you, because everybody else cheated, that's not new. It is interesting that, that somebody like that got got to be the president, but I mean, it was had to happen eventually. I should like stop worrying about all these other little, that's it, that's the ball game. If the guy doesn't concede elections. Did Hillary concede elections? Yeah, of course Hillary conceded. She, she said he's an illegitimate president. When did she say that? She said that in 2016. She said he knows he is an illegitimate president. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. And so I know that he knows. Like, like the, 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 the answer to this is that she conceded on election night. That's it. She conceded that she lost the election on election night. Not some fucking Hillary stan. But she she conceded the election on the night of the election. That's it. That this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened, but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day, and history will probably sort it all out. So of course he's obsessed with me. And I believe that it's a guilty conscience in so much as he has a conscience. I also question whether or not they know. Now this is, you know, again, like... I don't really like Bill Maher either, but I also question, did they play that like in for him during this or did they hack that in in post? After the election. Yeah. Mm. Russia collusion. What was that if not denying the election? They made up a story, which was a hoax. Well, it wasn't well, a hoax. Yeah, it was. It well, just, 
What wasn't true? What part the of Russia it? collusion? The idea that there the, was collusion with the, Russia. The, uh, the idea there was absolute collusion did, with Russia. Is that why he won the election? Do you think? Partly. It was a yeah, there were a lot of but fours. One of the big things, though, is that she didn't. <clears throat> she took the Rust Belt for granted. She didn't go up there and campaign in um, Michigan, Pennsylvania, uh, like the Great Lakes area. The only person on her team who went up there and. And campaigned up there was one Mr. Bernie Sanders. Post election. I, yeah, you don't think Russia could sway like what 77,000 votes in three states? Of course they could. And I, they did. Par <laughs> partly through social media, partly for their propaganda there and what they were trying to do there, which was very successful, cost about $100,000. And then, I mean, Trump's campaign manager was trading campaign data with a GRE, uh, GRU. Oh, I think what Trump was saying is so, completely wrong. I agree. Mm. But, but, <laughs> there was but the Democrats also denied the election in 2016. They no, 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 no. Again, no, no. This is just a lie. Whether, whether you like Trump or don't like Trump or like Hillary or don't like Hillary, Hillary Clinton conceded on election night. If she said afterward, oh, you know, they're all kind of funny business going on. Okay, well, she can say that afterward all she wants. She conceded on election night. That's it. That's all. Okay. I mean, maybe one time Hillary said something like that. She does, you ask her today, this is not an issue for the Democrats. Mm. You're making a ridiculously false. You think? Con comparison. Of course. Democrats are not the ones who deny elections. Hillary got up there in her fucking purple suit and said, um, we lost. Al Gore did it, took one for the fucking team Agreed. in 2000. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's, it's no, that's, the first, that's, that's what he should have said first. He should have said she, did, she conceded on election night. That's it. That's the whole thing. It doesn't matter when, it doesn't matter really. Like she conceded on election night. She said that the, the election was over. Ridiculous false con uh, Comparison. False comparison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So looking at, looking at Trump, and let's look at on a global scale, like we were talking. The Gore about. thing was different. The Gore, the, the Al Gore thing, but again, it took a couple days, but then the fucking he conceded too. And that one, that one was a very different thing with Al Gore. I wonder what kind of, I wonder, wonder how much different the world would have been if, if it would have been Gore instead of Bush. I mean, I think like if you don't win the popular vote, I don't give a fuck who you are, which party you're in. That's my opinion is like if you if you got less votes than your opponent, then you didn't win. Whether or not the Electoral College swung your way or whatever, you didn't win. I mean, I know that's the rules of the game and shit, but like, I don't know what what kind of what kind of loser doesn't get the most votes for if you look at what with Biden when he's come to power, there has been the Russian invasion of Ukraine. There has been the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. And you've also as well got, Bill, now this situation flaring up, and some people would say the argument that they put forward is this is all happening because Biden is a weak leader. People have seen that and are using that opportunity to then pursue their own ends. Well, you know, whenever I hear something like um, the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, mm. it's just like, oh, right-wing talking point. Not that it's not true. Mm -hmm. It is true, but it's like, really give a shit i mean like how do you so withdraw when you lost absolutely i'm not like sure how are you supposed to withdraw anything well <laughs> we're just a fuck up country now in a lot of ways i'm mm -hmm. just i just 
I don't know if any president under any conditions, but this one finally said, let's get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. This is a crazy thing to be here forever. Mm -hmm. We're here 20 years. We just got to go. I mean, it, it's probably going to be shitty no matter how we do it. Now, you know, with, if Mitt Romney was president, would it have gone better? Yeah, but it would, because Mitt Romney was like much more of a detail, you know, he tried to cast himself as a conservative, real hard right guy when he ran. He was a manager of detail. He was a Mormon, couldn't be a nicer guy. Could he have even... Oh, I don't know if yeah. Mitt Romney's a nice guy. I don't know that. I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't go so far as to call Mitt Romney a nice guy, but he's not a nice guy. Been the guy who like stayed mm -hmm. up... Look at what a venture capitalist, what would he be, like a, a real estate kind of venture morning, guy, you know, capitalist guy. guy. Mm -hmm. You know, people who really like government want to make it work well. Mm. Biden's not that guy. Yeah, He didn't do that with Afghanistan. But it's like, ugh, you know, just so reflexive. Here's something we can hate about this guy who we want to talk bad about. I'm not on that page. That's a little too... And another thing I'm noticing here is Bill doesn't do really well, actually, when people try to challenge him on what he's saying. See, on his own show or whatever, on, like, real time, he that just doesn't really happen. Like, the like what they're saying is, like, so easy to bat down. Just one-sided for me. He, you know, do I love everything with Joe Biden? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I just, last week, I called for him to not run again. Ruth Bader Biden, I would call. <laughs> um, you think he's too old? I think the country does, and that's all that matters. Mm, yeah. And he will not win. He'll look terrible in the debates, and Trump will win, and that will be a disaster. And there should be no discussion after he does not concede elections. Mm. Not, I mean, yes, Stacey mm -hmm. Abrams also said something about, I mean, this is like, yes, you can. But Stacey Abrams also conceded her election on election night make some case on the other side. It has nothing to do with a guy who was president, mm -hmm. never ad advertised he was never going to concede an election. Didn't, still doesn't, will do it again. That's, nothing is, nothing is on that level. If you, yeah. if that yeah. is where you are, I don't care what his fucking policy yeah. on Turkmenistan is. I mean, I might care what the policy on Turkmenistan is. There's people there. Correct. It's what we have over the other countries. Mm. That so many other countries in the world can't get that one thing right. Yeah. Like they, the, the, you know, the old Soviet days used to always see like. They would check, like, who was standing closest to the coffin, <laughs> you know, like, and that was usually the guy who knocked off the guy before him and what? who was going to be next. And, what is it, the Americans? Done through a system. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, who's just going to, like, it was Survivor. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then it was, oh, Brezhnev, okay. And yeah. then he got to be, and then, yeah. that's not the way we did it. And this guy wants to bring that to here. Yeah, that doesn't work. Do you think one of the distinctions as well is what happened on January the 6th, right? Because whatever the Democrats may They did said, steal a door. I don't know if anybody... I think we're the only ones that really even talk about that. We watched them take a door from inside of the Capitol. That never happened. That, it was just a different level. You know, physical people physically right. going into the Capitol. And, and I, I mean, it's not what Trump said on that day. It wasn't like he got up there and said, go and take over the Capitol. Kind of, <laughs> not totally. It was that up until that moment, he still hadn't conceded. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah. It was the whole, it's not one moment. Mm, it yes, was like his whole view that he was telling his people that this, and you know, when you do this against what Republican vote counters were telling him, Jesus. I mean, that's bending over backwards. Yeah. They're, even the Republicans told him, his own people, mm. yeah. and the, the decent people who are Republicans in many states, all these states where lawsuits were, you know, lots. Of, this was laughed out of court like 60 times or something. And they still tried to peddle that bullet. That is just unacceptable. Don't, don't come to me with like, and Trump did this. No. That's fa that's fair enough, Bill. And do you think in 2024, do you think he's gonna do you think he's gonna win the nomination? Do you think he's gonna go the whole well, that's, way? That's, <laughs> there's no doubt he'll be the nominee, and he very well could could win. Mm. And then we would be, I believe, governed by him under house arrest at Mar-a-Lago. That's probably where he will be, and he will he will run the country from Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> They will never put him in jail, but he will be convicted, at least in one of these trials. And Wait, why wouldn't they? Okay, so <clears throat> um, if, if it's Georgia, and I don't want to spend too much time on this. If it's Georgia, he's got RICO charges there. They're not going to put him on home arrest in Mar-a-Lago if he gets convicted. And that's where I think the strong case against the guy is, is in Georgia, because all his people are flipping. I mean, you know, it'll be like in Goodfellas where they smuggle in a salami. He's got wine. They're wearing yeah. tracksuits. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be some Jeffrey Epstein jail cell. This, no, he'll probably be a house arrest at Mar-a-Lago. That is where the, I mean, that's the final. And then I, AI takes over in network. I don't, I honestly, with AI, don't think we'll, we'll make it through the decade. You've been reading about that. I got uh, no. At <laughs> least the answer is like no. I haven't been reading about AI. Iris on yeah, Real Time Friday, and, yeah. and we're going to talk about it. And I have been reading about it, and uh, it's super frightening. But yeah, I got to go back to my day job. Bill, but, what a so pleasure! It's been I, great. Such a pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you yeah. coming in. I love what you do. I feel like uh, this. Start. You would have made fun of them Talking 15 years ago. Tonight was well in order. <laughs> I hope to see it reflected in your show in the future. All right, best yeah. of luck, boys. Thanks, Bill. All right, well, that was something. It, it, at the end, it got to like partisan politics, which I kind of hate talking about on this channel. And I'm really glad I was here by myself, actually, for the partisan politics stuff. I love my co-host, HK. He's a good friend of mine and a good co-host. But we end up, we end up talking past each other when partisan politics stuff comes up because I don't want to talk about it that much. I'm not that interested in it. I only do one show a week that even really touches on partisan politics in any sort of meaningful way. Um, <clears throat> but what we learned here is that Bill's not really good when he's being pushed back on, even when he's right. Like when they started saying that uh, Hillary didn't concede the election. Yes, she did. She did it on election night. If afterwards she said there were all this whack shit that happened. And that's why I lost or whatever. And she also doesn't like the electoral college. I don't like the electoral college. I think it's fucking stupid. I think it's a relic. I don't understand why, you know, somebody in Wyoming's vote is worth, you know, I think it's worth like eight times mine because of the way the electoral college is structured. There's no, why, why, why are we penalized for living in cities? I don't understand. You know, it should be one person, one vote or whatever, but that's neither here nor there. And that's not really what this show is about. Um, <clears throat> That wasn't as interesting or like in line with what uh, intellectual dollar tree is usually about as I thought it was going to be. 
I thought they were going to spend way more time bitching about supposed cancel culture, but they didn't really spend a whole lot of time on that. It was mostly Bill kind of grandstanding about the fact that he uh, had like uh, edgy shows back in the day. And the one thing that didn't come up is that uh, Bill actually has uh, done some work doing stand-up. Um, he came out of stand-up, and it would have been nice for him to sort of push at them a little bit about the idea that they had been stand-up comedians. Because my all, all indications are that those guys were never part of any London stand-up scene. Um, we watched an interview of Constantine once where he said he had to load... He had to like drive his car like for four hours to a gig when he lived in London. It's like, well, why couldn't you get a gig in London? Anyway, that's enough about that. I really don't like Constantine and non Oliver, as you can tell. Um, we got some great stuff here for the post game. Um, so stick around and, uh, I got some uh, hello. I am debates in the chat. Anybody's welcome to join the discord and talk to me for a few minutes. If you uh, don't like what I have to say, don't mind talking to people. Um, the Discord is discord.me slash echoplex, which I never mention on the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, too, it's a great place to hang out. It's uh, If you've been in discords about political channels where other people are just fucking arguing and shit all the time, that's not my Discord. Um, if people start, like, actually just start making trouble in the Discord, we just put them... There's a role in the Discord called annoying, read-only, and then we put them on read-only mode. Because, like, uh, the Discord is just kind of a place for all of us to hang out. Anyway... Um, that's been the intellectual dollar tree. You can find this on your favorite podcatcher and don't miss us live on Twitch. That's going to be Tuesday through Sunday. Most weeks, we usually start sometime between seven and nine. The schedule is not only in our schedule on the Twitch channel, but also on our website, echoplexmedia.com. We also have some uh, holiday gear, <clears throat> including a couple disco Santas on some sweatshirts. And we have ugly Christmas sweaters with my logo on them. That's at our uh, shop via fourth wall. That's at eplex.store. As always, the code NOWSPACE, all caps, gets you 10% off of your order. And be on the lookout. We'll have some discount codes specifically for the holiday stuff. And big shout out to fourth wall. They've allowed me to uh, monetize this project in a way that I had never been able to and honestly kind of never thought I would. This is Boomers by Periscope. I'll see everybody in a few minutes for Red Light.
every Saturday is Catterday on Echoplex Media, and not only are we posting fucking cats, we invite all content creators to join our open panel. Visit echoplexmedia.com panel to learn how to join. Every third Saturday is Operation Catterday, where we cover this week and last year and play the best clips from the cast of conspiracy characters that Now Space has learned to loathe. The show starts at 8 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.